Hello and welcome to Island Artcast, uncovering the creative industry with me, Olivia Savage, as your host. Here we talk about all things art and each week I'll be joined by inspiring arts creatives to discuss creative careers as well as burning topics in the art world today to keep that creative mind of yours in action. Welcome to all my listeners out there. I'm pleased to say that this episode is coming to an out of lockdown island. Maybe for now, I feel like every time I do an episode, we're in a different situation. But today's show is all about the business of creating. Last episode, we talked about how to make your way through the music industry in freelance. And today we're going in a slightly different direction. We're talking all things that turn your creative outlet and skills into running your own business. I'm joined by the talented and lovely gent behind a local business I'm sure you know or at least have heard of, Silver Spoon Rings creator Kim, and he is going to help us unpick the secret to the art of self-employment. If you've been following Island Artcast and remember episode two, where I was joined by Chloe and Michelle from Hello Little People, I spoke briefly about the rise of independent businesses and fall of those big corporate enterprises in the face of an instantly accessible social media generation. For a quick recap... This article that I was reading about how in recent years, larger corporations are facing struggles with attempting to keep up with such a fast-paced society. The rise of social media and internet in general is being relied on so heavily by businesses to reach their audiences. And it's presenting struggles for larger corporations to keep up with, you know, when there are tiers of authority and boards and teams to move the decision-making process through before changes can be made in the business. For smaller businesses, and especially independent single owner businesses you can make a decision in a second and have it posted on your web page within minutes in the face of covid the need for a quick decision making has only been amplified and as a result there has been a surge of independent businesses most often operated by one person say out of their bedroom kim however has been operating his business for two years now and so you're well equipped with how to make quick decisions, which I'm sure has its advantages and disadvantages. I mean, you know, do you ever find it difficult having to only rely on yourself and your your own judgment to make decisions? Or do you feel like, you know, because it's your business and you know everything about it, that you're the one that knows best? No, uh, I don't. I don't have a problem with the decision making. It's it's ideal because. As a, as a small, what's our class, it's like a cottage industry. Mm. Um, I only have myself to answer to. If I make a mistake, then it's down to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, in short, I don't have a problem with that. And that's that's really good because then you can sort of trust your instinct. Do you find that, you, that that's how you have to operate a lot, of sort of going with your gut feeling about things? Yeah, regularly. I, yeah. I, use, I use gut feeling. Um, in in the early days of of setting up the business, I had a, a business plan that I adhered to, but of course, being a, being a one man band, being being self employed, if I want to move those goalposts, mm. um, I can do. And of course, since the outbreak of COVID, which took uh, the TT away, which has affected so many businesses, and I'd geared up, um, I'd been gearing gearing up, I should say, from um, from March through um 12 months of preparation for the for the next Mm -hmm. tt so i had to move my goalpost quickly yeah wow yeah and that's what i mean in the face of covid it's just like some people have had to completely rethink how they operate their business and stuff maybe people who are more physical have had to go online and with the kind of people that are listening to this episode they're often artists and considering should they transition into 
starting a business or sort of selling their work on commissions and you consider yourself an artist now but you didn't always so to answer to answer your question i um i didn't originally see myself as an artist i saw myself and um, more as a, a crafter and mm -hmm. and that's how it began but um as the years have gone by um i've realized that yes i am an artist and mm -hmm. and that's how i'm recognized we always tend to think that an artist is somebody who can draw or is great on the potter's wheel yeah. or can carve and i never really saw spoon bending if you want to call <laughs> it that as a as an art but it is and i've managed to put an artistic flair and my own style into my own rings so yeah uh, i am i do now class myself as an artist yeah. thank you so what what would you say then is is the sort of difference between operating freelance and and running a business for those people who are sort of thinking i i i, I could just work on commissions but i don't really understand what the difference is like i guess there's so much more involved in running a business isn't there it depends when you do something that you absolutely love mm. and i have to stress that um i i know that um that silver spoon rings will never ever make me a millionaire and i'll laugh as i say that it won't i mm. do this because i adore what i do mm. so this business that i run does not feel like a business um when i go to my studio on a Monday morning, I don't feel like I'm going to work. I never look at the time at, unless there's appointments mm -hmm. due to come in. Now, I get commissions. I'm given commissions. Um, a, a typical commission for me will be the, um, a ring or wedding rings um, or a, a ring for some for a birthday. And they know exactly what they want and they commission it. Mm -hmm. um, I also keep a stock and... That's something that I geared up for. As soon as we came into COVID, I had um, I had a small website, but I I then brought some professionals on board, just on a um, just on on a, on a monthly basis mm -hmm. to keep my website updated, because that would cause me problems. Mm -hmm. I'm not uh, I'm my brain doesn't work that way. So years ago, I was told to surround yourself with experts. Mm -hmm. I am from a business background, uh, and you might think that that makes it easier for me, but it doesn't. Um, my my background was in hair and beauty. It was it was nothing like this, wow. and I, I ran quite a large company. So this is totally different. I just want to ask, just because you say that you you have a love for for making, yeah. And how did you then transition from just loving, you know, turning these silver spoons into into this fabulous jewelry how did you transition from just doing that into starting up a business the transition came it was twofold i was in the uk as you can tell by my my northern mancunian accent yes. i'm not a i'm not a, a manxman and um I, I only came over here on april the first two years ago mm -hmm. um for for years and years, I've been making these rings, um, and it's always been um, for family, for friends, yeah. a little fair, little little fate. And then um, I started travelling with my wife, and um, when we were, when we were travelling, I would have my tools with me, uh, my spoons with me, and I would sell on the on the site, and that would pay the rent or it would pay for fuel to the next for the next journey, and that's wow. how it used to be. Um, when I came over to the island, um, 
obviously I needed to get work and I was planning on um, setting up a landscape company. Right. Um, I I retrained, as I did an apprenticeship as a landscape gardener and that was the plan. And I wanted to go onto the micro um, business grants scheme. Yes. So, and this is where everything happened. I phoned up, um, I got the I got the forms, but I'm not brilliant with forms. So I phoned back, I had a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to a lady called Sue Lawler, who invited me in and said she'd help me with the forms. Now, as I'm filling these forms in, she's fascinated by the jewellery. And if you, as you can um, see, Olivia, I've got lots and lots of, of yes. silver rings on. <laughs> and she was mesmerised by these rings. And and eventually she said where you know why and where and how and I said well I make these myself and when I told her about it she looked at me as if I was from another planet and said why on earth do you want to be a landscape gardener when you have this gift and please reconsider and let the um the department of enterprise get behind you mm. and give you the right training that you need in business in in um, how to do your tax um, how to promote your business, mm-hmm. and of course, there's a grant which will which will help you. So, uh, all my thanks goes to that day to Sue Lola and uh, and and how she get, she steered me and encouraged me because I needed that encouragement at mm-hmm. the time. Um, I then went on to the uh, on the course in August, and as they say, the rest is history. That enabled me to get better tools. It enabled me to buy better um, silver. Um, my my silver um, all comes from spoons and because yeah. I was able to buy, to start buying some really beautiful spoons and not the cheap um, car boot type that, that you find. I could actually look for Pacifics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I built my website up, of course, as, I, as I, I said earlier, I had a good website with a shop and the business went from there early. Mm-hmm. So it was almost by, by chance in a way. I mean, I've... I found with being an artist and making my work and sometimes you sell it, it really comes from the love of, of making. I feel like people often think that just to start a business, even when, even if it is just, you know, making a small website or making an Instagram page or something, that you have to think it through and have this huge plan from the get-go. But sometimes it can just sort of unfold through your love of of the making. Would you agree? Do you think that totally. passion sort of comes within and shows through the startup process it totally does and and other people see that passion and that mm-hmm. love and that that that's what it is it, i wouldn't do, if i didn't enjoy this i i just wouldn't i wouldn't do it mm-hmm. and i just find that that sometimes when the doors open that easy for you you know you're in the right place yeah. and, and that's how this felt um as i say i'm i'm you know i'll I, I'm not reliant on on earning a huge income anymore, so that side I can I can relax on. Mm. But I've been very very blessed, and um, th- this island really really got behind me. They mm. loved my work. I've only had in- encouragement, without exception, without a single exception. Every one of my customers or clients have been lovely, just mm. lovely lovely people. Yeah. Um, so. I know I'm I'm in the right place and it as I say it doesn't feel like work it's like sharing I see um I see a a spoon and I immediately know how that ring is going to look I know yeah. I just have that and the excitement that I get when I've made that 
and the client picks it up, they put it on, it fits, they love it. Mm. I can't tell you that feeling. It's wonderful. Yeah. And and as you say about the island's been so supportive and I think one of the great things about the Isle of Man is that we have a smaller community so you can reach out to more people. And especially when you have a smaller business that's that's independent and what people love on the Isle of Man is that local personal touch that you can bring. I think that's that's a big advantage. Have you ever experienced any any disadvantages to having a small island and that small community no. have you faced any limits? Absolutely not. I can honestly say that. Mm-hmm. No. Under no it's been it's been wonderful. Um when I go out people recognise me. Mm-hmm. They recognise me because of my, my the silver on my hands and it starts conversations yeah. off. Um during lockdown most of my business if not all my business i think with the exception of a couple of orders everything has come from the island the island has been fully supportive Mm -hmm. honestly and i would encourage anybody just to um to to sort of if you if you want to get get into business Mm -hmm. doing something that you love then i would say do it I, i would have no no qualms um you have to promote yourself properly yeah. Um, I'd, I'd still believe that websites are very, very important and to have the right website with with some sort of shop on there that people can buy buy from. Um, Facebook is a great platform, as is Instagram, to mm-hmm. get people to your shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very, very strong on Facebook. Um, more than I am now, I need to pick, put, put, pull my finger out, but <laughs> I was on facebook uh, promoting my business and i think i got up to i had a look this morning and i think i was showing six thousand eight hundred followers on um on facebook and nine thousand four hundred on instagram so there's a there's a big following Mm. and when i sometimes look where where they're from they are not all from the island far from it they come from all over the world so there's there's other people and i'm happy because that then puts the isle of man on the map Mm. Um, when I, I get messages asking where the Isle of Man is or when I make an item, could I go to such a place? Now, the reason I say that is that I didn't have a studio to start with. So I used to make my jewellery outside. I used to find the most beautiful parts of the island to me, wow. things that, that excited me. And I would do a small video, take photographs of myself working there, uh, and share that on online mm-hmm. and that's what got the interest so it's not unusual for someone to ask me if I would go to the point of error or if I would go to a stone circle and, and make them a ring mm-hmm. and of course I will yeah and as you say like you really do bring that personal touch especially with going out to see people um I know actually one of my friends bought a ring from you at late last year and you went out to their house. You bought a collection for them, and you let them, you let people have sure. a look and, and really feel like it's it is made for them, and they get that. But is that must be quite difficult then to have to operate, you know, all the back ends of the business, the making, the social media, as you say, it's not always easy to to keep up with Facebook and stuff, and still make sure that you're giving every customer the attention that they need. Do you find it difficult or no. is it just natural to you? No, it's it's natural. It's not difficult at all. And the, the, the social media, you've got your phone on you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never, never, it's never difficult just mm-hmm. to, to make an old, you know, to, to, to reply to somebody like that. Um, time-wise, when you love what you do, it's not a job. It mm-hmm. becomes lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
and my life is making rings, going out, meeting people, showing them. That's what I do. That's that's like my hobby come mm-hmm. true. So for, for a typical day where I might uh, I have to go to my studio to begin with and then go and deliver a ring and check it fits or, as you say, with your friends, people who can't get to Kurt Michael, I'll regularly you know drive to the house. I used to do that all the time. As I say, I worked outside in the, uh, in, in the, su- in the summer, but mm. in the winter I would go to people's houses and then obviously just... Well, in fact, I used to make, them, make the rings in my camper van. I converted yeah. that into a mobile workshop. You don't need to to invest fortunes in your business to start with, and my advice is to grow your business organically. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're an artist, whatever you do, um, get yourself on the media platform. Find out the Christmas shows were wonderful for me. Yeah. Um, that's where. I met so many people, and what surprised me was the people who knew me. I, I, I they, they said, "Oh, I follow you on Facebook," and they knew all about me. It was, it was, and I, I knew I was doing the job right. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good point as well about not needing to spend loads of money in the in the beginning, because I think you can feel this pressure that once you go, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to be professional about this and sell them," you think that everything about you has to be professional. You have to have the most professional tools, the most professional location. You have to have all that kind of thing. But what you're saying is that you don't need that. You just need the the product essentially and yourself to you be need, able to sell it. You need the you do you need you need the product. You need to be confident with what you've got. It's fantastic if you've got something that's that's that little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that on this island, I'm meeting people every day and seeing them on social media. Some incredible artists and craftsmen and craftswomen. They just it blows my mind what people are are, are doing. Yeah. Um, so no, if you're if if you don't, I started off with um, a, one wooden mandrel. Uh, mandrel is what I shape my rings on. I started off with one um, one normal hammer, which was useless because it used to dent and scratch the silver, and I soon learnt to, to get a leather mallet and use a leather mallet. And that's all I had in the early days. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, I have a, a, a reasonably well-kitted-out workshop um, that gives me a more professional finish. Yeah. But when I do my shows, um, if you ever see me to show, I'm working, and... This is something else that I found helped me and could possibly help others. The, most most people when they go to a they go to a Christmas fair, Christmas show, the artist is there and they're showing off their work, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. You go, you see, you buy. With me, I've got a whole range of of, of of silver that you can choose from, but I'm there and I take a mobile workshop with me, and I allow people to watch me make, and that attracts a, attracts a, a crowd. And when mm-hmm. you get a crowd round, you get more people. Yeah. Um, and people love to see this. In fact, I'm I'm just in the process of opening my doors at the studio to do um, sort of special special days where if you want to make a ring, I will teach you how to make a ring so that you've you've made it yourself or you've made it for your loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I, I want to go. <laughs> this, this, I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah, this is this is happening imminently. Um, so, I'm, and I never thought about doing that, mm-hmm. what, even three months ago. Mm-hmm. It's just a recent thing. And that's what I mean by mo- by moving. Um, I've been asked to do workshops and I don't want the impersonal huge workshop. I, I've never 
felt like I know that they, they work well and but for me I, d I don't know I'd like especially working with sharp tools and, and mm -hmm. fire on occasions I'd rather just a one-to-one -one or one to, or you know or if there's two people that's fine but mm -hmm. where I can keep a real close eye but um, but it, it that will grow the business again in another in a, another direction yeah and it's like as you say like it's as much as you love what you do and I'm sure in a way you want to be able to say yes to everything and and make everyone happy but you do like we said at the beginning you've got to trust your instinct about sometimes you don't want to take on too much and then lose that absolutely I don't have. want to become I don't want to overgrow my business mm -hmm. I actually want to keep it small as it is I don't want to ever be a corporate man yeah. um I I I just want like it how it is and I don't overfill. I tend to make three appointments as a maximum in a day, mm -hmm. unless it, someone need, you know desperately needs to see me, and, and and I'll squeeze them in. But if I allow um, an hour for an appointment, that's fine. If I but if I allow two hours, it gives us time to bond and chat, and it just works better. So, hence the start. I'll never be rich. I spend a lot of time with people, and I won't. I don't worry if my first meeting is in Ramsey and my second meeting's in Douglas, and then I'm back to Ramsey. You might say it's bad planning, but... Um, <laughs> if it suits you. It suits, yeah, it yeah. does. It suits my lifestyle, and that's how it is. That's great. I mean, especially at the moment, having this work-life balance is so prevalent for everyone, really, with there's about 50% of people at the at, in the face of the pandemic having to work from home, and people that never thought they'd have to have that work-life balance are suddenly have to work out how to get dinner arranging the kids ready and all this while they're balancing work as well I mean but you've been doing it for such a long time but at the same time there always has to be points when you know we need to have our own downtime we need to be able to switch off well it's a funny one it's funny you say that because you would imagine that I've been working from home all this time and I haven't um it's just personal but mm. I although yes I have a website but I, I but um I haven't promoted it during lockdown because i felt that, that during this time there's a lot of people who've been unable to work their incomes have been cut drastically mm -hmm. and i didn't want to be tempting people with with silver when yeah. they've got the money that they'll they'll find me so um for for the lockdowns i've been very very quiet um right. but it gives me time to plan yeah and i've just treated that as that's been my holiday and hopefully now i'll have a run right through to christmas mm -hmm. i hope um w without any hiccups but no holidays that's i've just had to do it that way yeah. again moving the goalposts. yeah um it's a personal business mine and when people buy online it's great but i much prefer to meet the person and mm -hmm. to make the ring for them mm -hmm. um i've got to measure the finger all the things yeah. that we can't normally do and make uh, we, we, yeah, we sorry we can't do during covid uh, has caused me problems um, I have other friends that um, that are artists that have had commissions and they've been able to work from home and that's great. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was diff it was slightly different. Um, it is a you know a touchy feely. I do have to you know measure the finger. I'm working with something that's going on on you, and I just didn't think it was right. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, because you say it comes very natural to you, but I mean. You know, I think when you're doing something that you love, I, I know I've found times when I've just bit my head's been down working and the next thing I know it's nearly midnight and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been working this whole sure. time. I need I need to stop. And 
at the same time making your work it must be very therapeutic in a way the process of of making the rings do you consider that your downtime then it is sort of that time to yourself totally yeah It, it really is it's um when I start to make a ring, I go into Kim's world. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm away, and um, no matter what else is going on in my life, it completely was. I forget it, mm-hmm. and yeah, that is my downtime. It used to be my hobby. That was the, that I yeah. used to go to the bedroom and make, you know, make a ring and wear it or give it one mm-hmm. of my grandchildren, my children, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's not a problem. Yeah, and then with that as well, do you ever? experience sort of feelings of loneliness then in that sense because a soul business it, it is I mean it's just you running most of the thing and I know you say you, you meet lots of people all the time but that's sort of day to day if you're in a process of making a lot do you do you ever have times of loneliness where you wish that there was just someone with you while you're making never I can honestly say that's never happened to mm-hmm. me um the solitude of um of a stone circle and working inside there is wonderful just being a part of nature um mm-hmm. just just listening and working I, I don't um get lonely at all and in my studio of course i've got my uh, my website my emails facebook which are almost interruptions at time um <laughs> yeah. no i i don't get lonely my background was as i say was was surrounded by people so you would imagine it was hard to to make that that switch but it it wasn't uh, mm-hmm. working alone has has I've enjoyed and of course it means that when i do see a client i got loads and loads to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> get it off my chest yeah but that's such a nice thing cuz i think it's it's something that people sort of assume a lot if if you're thinking i'm going to be the only one running this people it can put people off because they think but i don't want to be on my own all the time but what you're what you're telling people is you don't have to be no you don't have to be um i think one of the things that 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 might that i don't know it, it, it that could have could could cause people a stumbling block is worrying about certain things like how am i going to get on with my tax who how, how will i do yeah. that that's a, that's going to be a worry and my website what if it if it crashes how do i deal with that mm. i can honestly say that um the um by taking a, a company on to look after my website which incidentally i think it costs me something like 35 pounds a month so i'm not talking about about serious it's not not serious money yeah. it's you know um a ring a silver ring sells for 65 pounds and that cost me 35 pounds yeah, for the so month you're making it, yeah so um, so that took away that problem. The tax, um, I, I was part of the um, of the Department of Enterprise training, mm-hmm. and they they put me in the right direction. I phone up the the, the tax probably probably for only twice a year, and just check and, and ask questions, and they're so helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find on this island that people actually want to help you. I've never found that anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so the loneliness can sometimes be caused by by a worry, and the worry is how do I do these things? Mm. But there's always someone there to lend a hand. Yeah, that is a really nice thing about about our island. I think especially in in the last twelve months, we've had such a big sense of togetherness mm. and everyone wanting to help each other, and loads of people that have, you know, picked up a hobby as you say in in lockdown. They might have just found a love for something or refound a love for something. Sure. And, Maybe now's the best time for people, really, if you're thinking about going into it, because people are so keen to help each other and support each other. It's a it's a great time, and if if you're worried, you know, if you're worried financially and you're able to take 
a small part-time job set this up uh, set your business up mm-hmm. as a part-time a part-time business take the pressure off you mm-hmm. as long as you've got the bills covered and yeah. and and you know and try and enjoy it yeah and um, one thing that i think is quite important to to get your head around is finding structure when you're running your own when you're on your own time essentially um you say that you make a point of having three appointments in a day and so is that how you sort of find your structure throughout the day um so as to not be you know accidentally waking up late or accidentally working too late it's all done i i i'm i'm old school i keep a a diary that i write in Mm -hmm. and that diary has become a bible and and that's what i work to and that is my structure yeah so if tomorrow there's nothing on till half 11 but i want a late night you know what i'll have a late night i'll not worry um but if i've got um, a 9 30 appointment and i've got to get over to kurt michael then then so be it you know but the, it's it's all done very very simply with uh with with a with a handwritten diary yeah the perks of being your own boss isn't it <laughs> absolutely i mean Years ago, I had a business, and I really I was I was in my um, in my thirties, and I really struggled with time management. You know, there was so many uh, so many days when I should have done things that I didn't, and I realised that. But I also realised I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. And mm. when, you, especially with art, I mean, when 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 art gets gets hold of you, when you realise that people like your art. Um, you just want to you don't, you don't want to let anybody down and you, you can't wait to get out to the front door yeah so. yeah i've definitely found that as well as so you you can make and you know you love the the idea of making but then as soon as you get even just one person that comes back and goes i really love what you've done suddenly you go that's all i need now i can you know if you're that's having it. mind block or anything like that all you need is is one person to say that they love what you've made them and then that can really be absolutely a big motivate to keep going it really is mm-hmm. and yeah and and when their friends contact you and say you made you know you made my friend and will you make me one yeah your recommendations are wonderful yeah and to get recommendations you've got to be you've got to give your best all the time and Mm -hmm. you've got to treat everybody even if you're having a bad day you know you've got to have that smile on your face and you've Mm -hmm. got to treat treat everyone right Mm -hmm. and make sure that whatever you've created you're happy with as long as you're happy with it then Mm -hmm. then then that's the main thing because you're the artist you know how it should look or how you want it to look Mm -hmm. because that can be a slightly difficult thing as well if you're having a down day and you've you know you've got to keep up appearances i suppose for the sake of the business to customers but i suppose that's that's a work face isn't it you know to to a certain degree do you find that do you ever have like a down day where you've but then you've got a customer that you've got to go see and you've got to switch it all off you yeah know? of course i do of course i do and yeah. that's exactly what you have to do you, you you turn it off and um and very very quickly by the time i knock on the front door or by the time my studio door opens i've put it behind me mm. i've put whatever my issue is and um and they're excited they're making they're buying a piece of art you know this is this is something special when they're buying a ring off me um they're excited they're excited to see what 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 it's going to look like? What what have I got in mind? And there's no way that you can take away that joy from them. So you know yeah. you have to uh, you have to put it behind you, and you soon forget it. Yeah, yeah. And just to round things off for today, I mean, we've talked about so much already, but for people out there who are considering starting up a business, and it's 
you know, they start thinking about, because you're a one-man band, they start thinking about all the things that they'll have to consider. And you can start second-guessing yourself and going, oh my gosh, am I am I going to be able to be organised enough for this? Am I good enough with numbers to be able to handle the finances of this? Is what I'm making even something that people will want to buy? You've got to have a lot of faith in yourself in that sense. And yes. it can become quite scary, really. The idea of it can feel quite dangerous because mm. it's quite a big commitment. So what would be sort of the one piece of advice that you could give to those people like the main thing that you could tell them do you think the main thing would be to keep your overheads down mm -hmm. if, if you can avoid taking a loan where you've got to make a payment at the end of each month for that business then 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 do it mm -hmm. um that that would be my advice um keep it small grow it organically you, you don't have to um you don't have to start with um with an exhibition with you know 25 pieces of art in there yeah um don't be frightened there's lots and lots of um of, of these pop-up shops coming up now take your take your art in there mm -hmm. and see if they will sell it on a commission for you mm -hmm. uh, but just build up slowly but if, it, if if for me i would say if you can avoid keep your overheads down as low as you can um i've got i've got a lovely studio but it's tiny and um but I've made it home. I've made it. I've made it right because yeah. it's affordable. Um, of course, I'd love something big and swanky and be able to, yeah. buy, but that wouldn't be me. And I would then be under pressure to pay that rent every month. Mm -hmm. So overheads down. Avoid loans if you can. <laughs> and my honest advice would be that if um, that to speak to, I would speak to Sue Lola herself because she's amazing. <laughs> at the uh, Department of Enterprise uh, and get on the micro business scheme and mm -hmm. you'll get all your training, you'll get a grant and the um, the mentors that they give you. I had a mentor um, who, who's very well known on the island, a, a lady called Helen Cowley. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. She she knows everyone and she pointed me in so many right directions and, and that's all you need sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's It's really such a great piece of advice, especially you... I feel like you really take the edge off. You make people feel like, just do it, you know? Mm. Oh, just, totally. Just get started. If you love doing it, just If you just love it, started. it's not work. I, I don't go to work anymore. It's mm. fantastic. I feel like I'm retired <laughs> because it's this is a whole a whole day of leisure and, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and thank you so much for coming on to chat to us today. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say before we before we no, jump off today? No, no, no apart from thanking you for this opportunity to put my my business in front of you no um, thank you a quick note before we head off for another day if you're listening to this then you've lasted through a whole episode which i'm gonna guess means that you enjoyed the show which is amazing in order to help island artcast reach out to more creatives we really need your help so please remember to rate and review the shows you've listened to and enjoyed even if you didn't enjoy them you can still rate us if you're an avid Island Artcast listener, subscribe or follow the show on your podcast platform. These things only take two seconds out of your day to do, but mean the absolute world to the show. So please show us your support. Other than that, remember to keep up to date with all the latest Arts Council news on our website, iomarts.com, and by following us on social media. Just search Isleman Arts Council on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again to Kim for joining me on the show today and to all of our listeners out there. See you next episode.